Jerry, amen. Amen. Thank you very much. It's good to be here tonight. I don't know what people do who do not go to church. I would, I would think that would be the most boring life not to ever go to church. But I'm glad to be here tonight and I'm thankful that you've come. And of course, I'm ecstatic that God is here tonight. I don't want to go where God won't go. Amen. I want to be where He is and feel His blessings upon my heart and upon my life. Now, when pastor asked me to preach, I didn't have any idea what I was going to speak about. But I went home and began to, well, I just sat down at my desk and I began to write what I felt God had put there. And about three or four or five times I thought I was through and then I'd go back and do a little bit more. And so tonight I want to preach to you for just a little while on the thought of ignorant by choice. Uh, my wife has told me many times that I have selective hearing. And maybe we could say that we are ignorant selectively. I don't know. But I just wondered if there was anyone here tonight or maybe watching on Facebook, would you admit that you are ignorant? Not everybody's raising their hand. If I wasn't holding the mic, I could raise both of mine. I have found out that there's very little that I know. But my dad taught me that if I keep my mouth shut, other people won't know that I don't know nothing. So, we're, we're living in a time when the church world is having a difficult time. When professing Christians are struggling, are faltering, and they're easily offended, and many of them are backsliding. And I know that some of our friends do not believe that you can backslide, but because of what I've read in the scripture, I believe that you can lose what you have with God. And you can backslide and not make heaven your eternal home. Now this is not because God has changed. It doesn't matter what generation you live in, God is not going to change. And if the church was on fire in the book of Acts 2,000 years ago, 
It is my opinion that the church of God can be on fire in the year 2020. But I believe that our church world has become so immature, failed to grow into the person and the church that we are supposed to be. We are supposed to be having an impact on our society. We are to influence them and not they us. The scripture said, They that are turning the world upside down have come down hither. I believe that we need to get back to the place that we're turning the world upside down, that we are having the dramatic influence on our society and not the society having an impact upon us. This, this weakness in the church or the, the struggling that we see in church is not because God is not a, unable to sustain us. It's not God's fault. He can still strengthen us he can still do in us what He would if we weren't so ignorant. Hmm. But because of a lack of knowledge and understanding and the unwillingness to receive instruction, the church world struggles. We don't want to accept instructions from God on how to live our life. When I traveled as an evangelist, I told people many times, God sent me here to tell you how to live. Well, our generation of people now get offended at that. But it's still the truth. We may be ignorant in many different things in this life, but I want to tell you tonight, we can ill afford to be ignorant of the things of God. <laughs> when I was writing this, I began to think, I, I am so unqualified to be preaching this. I can't even change a doorknob on a door at the house. I did manage today to change three light bulbs, and I thought I'd done pretty good. But I'm ignorant of a lot of things. I can't fix a car. I can't build a house. I can't solve mathematical problems. There's just so many things I cannot do. But one thing I do know is that God in me and through me, I can do all things that God would have me to do. Can you shout amen tonight? I'm amazed at the people who think that God will not judge them for their sins. You see, they're planning on pleading innocent because of ignorance. You hear me? When we stand before God, the Scripture's going to run through your mind. Oh man, thou art inexcusable. That ought to be enough said, shouldn't it? But I'm amazed that people think God's not going to judge them for their sin. 
But I can tell you tonight, no matter how ignorant you are of God and of His Word and of His will and of His way, you're still going to stand in judgment. You're not going to get get off scot-free. There's no plea bargaining with God. And tonight, I've got good news for you. While we may be ignorant about science or math or geology or we may be ignorant about space and how to create a a force that will leave this world, we don't have to be ignorant about God. We've got God's Word itself that we can know God. Can I tell you tonight, God wants you and me to be informed about Him and His will and His way. He's given us directions on how to live for Him. God put a church in this world. It was a Pentecostal church. Not by name, but by experience. Amen? Now, now I, I regret to tell you that there's a lot of Pentecostal churches that you don't hear much speaking in tongues and you do not see much of the gifts of the Spirit in action. But I want to tell you, God put a church in this world to influence them with His might, with His power, His Spirit, His Word. And God expects to use people just like you and me. Now, God didn't put an empty church into this world. And He did not put an ineffective church in this world. But He put a powerful church into this world and he put a five-fold ministry in that church and the reason was is that he doesn't want you to be ignorant about him amen you can be ignorant about anything else but God don't want you ignorant about him and his will and his way in Ephesians 4 11, the Bible said and he gave some apostles and some prophets, and some evangelists, some pastors and teachers. Why? For the perfecting of the saints. Do you know anybody who has reached the state of perfection in God? Even the Apostle Paul said, I have not yet attained I want to tell you, we still need instruction. I don't want to be ignorant. God, give me some instruction. Show me the way. Tell me where I'm wrong. Give me correction. God, help me. Tonight, He gave the fivefold ministry to keep us from being ignorant about Him. For the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. The word ignorant, according to my... Bible program is used 17 times in Scripture. Four times the Apostle Paul said, I would not have you to be ignorant. Uh, uh, If the preacher says, I wouldn't have you to be ignorant. That means he's got something to say to you that's going to qualify you that you will not be ignorant any longer. Paul said it four times. And then the apostle Peter twice. 
in, in the same chapter referred to ignorance. They do not want you to be ignorant about any things. You can check it out. Romans 1.13, 1 Corinthians 10.1, 1, 1 Corinthians 12.1, 2 Corinthians 1.8, 2 Peter 3, verses 5 and 8. They do not want you to be ignorant about the will of God. And just from reading these verses of Scripture, I can tell you the will of God is clear for me and for you and for every other human being on this earth. God wants you to know and to learn and to be instructed in His Word. My, 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 you know, I've heard people say, I don't need any more preaching. That person is on their way out or down. When you say, I don't need any more instructions, you're telling God, I've got enough. I'm ignorant, God. Have mercy on me. Teach me more. God wants you to know. It's clear God wants you to know from the writings of these apostles that he wants you to have knowledge and wisdom and be instructed in his word. Can I tell you tonight, you that are here and you that are watching, if we're ignorant of God and the things of God, I believe it's because we choose to be so. I think that is sad, but I think it's true. Strong's Concordance gives us a definition for ignorant, and I just copied it. It says, as a negative particle. And here I am, ignorant. I don't know what that means. That it's grammar, and I don't know what a negative particle is. But it goes on and says, not to know. If you don't know, you're ignorant. <laughs> uh, through lack of information or intelligence. By implication to ignore. Boys, a preacher, I have felt like I've been ignored. I've watched people sit in church while I'm preaching and file on their fingernails and write in their checkbook. I've seen them play on their phones. You know, I've seen a whole lot of things in all these years. But they are simply ignoring through disinclination. They're inclined to be busy to think about something else. They'll learn how to work that new iPhone. My Somebody said, why don't you get you a new iPhone? I'm too ignorant. I got a flip phone and it's all I can do to keep up with this. Huh? People do not want to know, do not want to learn. They are, they're pleased to be ignorant, to not know, and not to understand, and to be unknown. My that's, that's not the way God intends the church to be. God never intended for the church to struggle. Not in any facet, not in any area. God wants this church to succeed in every facet of its ministry. It should never be said of a child of God that they were not interested in the things of God. 
You should never let it enter your heart and mind. I'm not interested in the things of God. I'm not interested in what God is saying or what God has done or what God is going to do. We should never let it come into our hearts and mind that we're not interested. And let me add this. We should never be so lazy that we will not find out what God wants to do in your heart, in your life, in this church, in this nation. We we should never be lazy about the things of God. The Apostle Paul gave instructions to Timothy so that he would not be ignorant. And he said in chapter 2 and verse 15, Study to shew thyself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Now I want to tell you, we need to take this instruction as a direct instruction from God. Study to shew thyself approved unto God. Now, it doesn't matter if you're approved by pastor. If you have the approval of God upon your life, that's all that is necessary. But you must study and show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. My goodness. I don't want to be ashamed. I I said right over and I said, God, I know and you know that I'm not able to preach or to teach or to tell. I just don't have it in me. But all things are possible if God is involved in it. Can you shout amen tonight? Paul said, I want you to study the Word of God. Study. Mark Lowry said that the Baptist preacher, Mark Lowry is a fundamental Baptist, and he said that their Baptist preachers always preach an hour or an hour and a half. But if they would study, it would all could all be said in 20 minutes. So I'm running out of time real quick. Uh, the lack of study, the lack of being prepared, that doesn't just mean me or pastor. It means every one of us. You never know when the opportunity is going to present itself to you that you can share the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Whether it's in the store, at a restaurant, or at a gas station. You never know when God's going to move upon you to speak and to help somebody. But it's hard to do if you're not prepared, if you're still ignorant about God. Hmm. The word study means the devotion of time and attention to acquiring knowledge on an academic subject, especially by means of books, and a detailed investigation and analysis of a subject or a situation. Study takes time. Study the Word of God. It's going to take you away from your everyday routine. 
But if you want to study and make yourself approved unto God, you must study. Strong said, study is to use speed to make effort, to be prompt or earnest, to give diligence, to be diligent, to endeavor, to labor. It's not easy getting ready to preach. But neither is it easy for you when you're going out to meet your family, your friends. You've got to be prepared by God and by His Spirit that you might minister to those that you're going to come in contact with. We're living in a difficult time. We're living in the Antichrist age. I know that's hard to swallow. But the Antichrist spirit has been around ever since the New Testament was written. And it's time we really need to rightly divide the Word of God. That Antichrist spirit is a deceiving spirit. Yes, sir. Not everybody that walks into the church in a suit and tie is a preacher or a man of God or a Christian. Not everybody who says they are are. But I want to tell you, if we, if we learn to rightly divide the word, we'll be able to set straight. Uh, to handle right. There's a lot of things being taught and preached across this land tonight that needs to be set right. It needs to be straightened out. And it means not only that, but it means to give the true meaning and also the correct application. I want to tell you, sometimes scriptures are taken out of context to suit the person's want or need. When I was a kid, I heard about some of the old Pentecostals. But there was one who didn't like the old style high hairdos. So he took a couple of scriptures, put them together, and said, top knot, come down. Didn't like the hairdo, wanted it to come down. But he's talking about, referring to a scripture, if you're on the housetop, don't come back down to the floor and main floor and get your stuff. Top knot, come. You see, we are to be prepared that we can tell people that we can put the right application to the scripture. There's so much wrong doctrine being taught. We must be prepared to correct answers, give correct answers to those who are seeking after God. Amen. Page three of the rest of the story. As Christians, it's time for every individual to acquire biblical knowledge and understanding and to grow up. Grow up. Quit acting like a baby. Quit being offended at everything and everybody. Grow up. Forgive and forget. And continue on. Don't let these things hinder your growth in God. Many go to church week after week, but they remain weak and childish. They can't receive meat because they're still acting like babies. It's time for you and for me to accomplish the work of God. We can't do that as babes. 
if we're still having to have a pacifier, if we're still offended at everything that comes along, every time something don't go our way, we want to quit, we want to give up, throw in the towel. No, it's time for us to grow up. I like that one verse of Scripture where it said, Act like a man. Take on your responsibility. Stand up. Be counted. Face the opposition. Don't give up. Don't turn your back. That act like a man. Do you know Jesus said to us, meaning you and me, search the scriptures. For in them you think you have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me. My sister gave my wife a verse of scripture one day. That verse of scripture said, Remove thy foot from thy neighbor's house. Unless what? Unless they become weary of thee. Hmm. That's not what God's really wanting you to do. God's wanting you to know his will. For your life and for the life of others. Search the scriptures. Is salvation as we know it the biblical way? It's hard for me to hear people say there's many ways to God when I know there's only one way. It's difficult for me when I hear people say, well, healing was for just the Bible times and the prophets and the apostles of the early days. You know, I know that God still wants us to have healing in this day and in this hour. I, I still believe that what God was, He is, and what He done, He does. God has not changed. Search the Scriptures. Prove the doctrine of salvation. Prove the doctrine of the Holy Ghost. Prove the doctrine of healing. Prove the doctrine of God's Word that there's going to be a rapture and the church is going to leave this whole world. You can't search the Scriptures and find what you need for your life and for your spirit and for your soul when you spend all of your time on Facebook or television. All of our kids have got these phones. They come in the house and they'll sit at the table. There may be five, six, seven of us. And everybody's got their phone in their hand but me. Hmm. Can't research much on that. Looking at Facebook, it's a time of relaxation. But Jesus said, search the Scriptures. For in them, in the Scriptures, you think you have eternal life. And they are they which testify, testify of me. Those Scriptures are going to testify of Jesus Christ. It'll do something to your spirit. It'll do something to your soul. It'll change your life if you'll search it out. Because those Scriptures are testifying of the Son of the living God. Somebody shout amen for me tonight. You're not going to get it on TV. Hmm. Well, whatever Christian need to find in Scripture, you're not going to find that 
your study of scriptures will give you a holier-than-thou attitude. Your study of the scriptures will not give you a time to be arrogant or to have a conceited spirit. But what it will do is give you spiritual wisdom and knowledge. Not only for their sake, but for your sake. You know, I have kids in the ministry. White in Ohio, Drew here. Pen and Mark in North Carolina. And what I pray, I pray God. And I pray this specifically for them, my kids. Give them wisdom. Give them knowledge. Give them understanding. But most of all, give them the anointing. Because it's good for them as well as whoever they minister to. Jesus said, take my yoke upon you and learn of me. I don't know how much longer I need to go on this. But, but, but when Jesus says, learn of me, he ought to get your attention. You ought not be happy or satisfied with being ignorant any longer. You ought to learn. If you have no knowledge, if you have no understanding, if you have no wisdom, then you can just say, I'm ignorant. But God is saying through Son Jesus, learn of me. I can tell you, you can't go to a better source. <laughs> Preachers are thankful for all the help and the resources that we have nowadays. But the greatest resource that I have and you have is not the written word right here. Or the concordances or the commentaries or any other thing that we might have. But the greatest thing that we have, our greatest resource is Jesus Christ living in us. And I believe that with all of my heart. He said, learn of me. Learn of me. It's amazing. We learn from books. We learn from seminars. We learn from other preachers. But I like the way Mary done. She said at the foot of Jesus. Oh my. We can learn a lot at the feet of Jesus. I've heard it said that we teach by example. Jesus is to be our example. And can I tell you that he done what Jesus said to do. He followed the Father's will and the Father's ways. So ought we to learn of Jesus and to follow Him. Learn from the one who knows it all. Don't try to learn from somebody that don't know any more than you do. My sister married a man by the name of John Berry. And he's one of the finest people I've known. And I love him tonight. My sister said, John, how do they make a mirror? And John began to try to tell her how they make a mirror. And after several minutes, he said, I don't know. Don't try to learn something from somebody who don't know as much as you know. Go to the master. Sit at the master's feet. Learn of Jesus. I want to tell you, to be ignorant is not being handicapped. It's not being unable 
It's just the fact that we choose to make our life that way. We choose to be ignorant. You see, with knowledge comes responsibility. With understanding comes responsibility. The Bible said in 1 Corinthians 14, 37, 38, If any man think himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. If any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. Now that's a unique scripture. What God is saying through the Apostle Paul, acknowledge the things that I write. And in this case, Paul is saying, I write them, but they're inspired of God. And you are to take them as the commandments of the Lord. Why get mad at the preacher? Why get mad at the Apostle Paul? These are things that God wants you to do. These are the commandments of the Lord. But if any man be ignorant... Let him be ignorant. Jameson Fawcett Brown said, If any man be ignorant, willfully not wishing to recognize these ordinances and Paul's authority in enjoining them, let him remain ignorant. You know, there's only so far you can go with people. You can only do so much for people. I want you to hear me. I know pastors who would lay down and die for their church, for their people. But there's only so much you can do. After a while, the commandments are there. The scripture is there. It's been taught them. They know it now. But if they refuse it, then you just have to let them go on. Again, he said... Leave him to his ignorance. It will be at his own peril. It is a waste of words to speak anything further to convince him. Sometimes as a preacher, as pastors, you give, you feel like giving up. You've preached it. You've taught it. It's as plain as day. And still, people are ignorant. We must not be ignorant about God's command to be born again. If you you don't adhere to that command, you're going straight to hell. Without holiness, no man shall see God. Without holiness, no man is going to have eternal life. The Word teaches us to be faithful to God. Let all men be liars. But let's believe God. Amen. What we have, we cannot afford not to recognize the commandments of God and the words of God because we have an appointment with death. As sure as you're living and breathing today, you're going to die. And after that, there's a judgment. Hmm. Listen, being ignorant is not so much a shame. As being unwilling to learn. Benjamin Franklin said that. It's a shame to remain ignorant. 
You know, Jesus dealt with the Pharisees and the Sadducees for three and a half years. And they never did learn. That's a shame. The recipe for perpetual ignorance is be satisfied with your opinions and content with your knowledge. Hmm. Elbert Hubbard said that. If you're content where you are in God, you never learn any more of God. If you never experience any more in God, then you're going to have perpetual ignorance. If you're satisfied with your opinions and and you're content with what you already have, you're always going to be ignorant. Hosea chapter 4 and verse 6 said, My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge. Now Hosea didn't come up with that by himself. He was inspired of God to write that. He was living among a people who were ignorant. Not that they had to be. They refused to learn. My people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because thou hast rejected knowledge. I will also reject thee. That thou shalt be no priest to me, seeing that thou hast forgotten the law of thy God. I will also forget thy children. This world is in a state of spiritual ignorance. And it's up to the church of the living God to teach them, to show them the ways of God. John 8, 31, 32 said, Then said Jesus to the Jews which believed on him, If you continue in my word, then are you my disciples indeed. Continue in the word. Not a new philosophy, not a new doctrine, not a new trend. Continue in his word. And then he said, And ye shall know the truth. And what is truth? Thy word is truth. If you don't want to be ignorant anymore, you can learn what you need to learn about Jesus Christ. You don't have to leave this service. You that are watching on Facebook. Your eyes can be open to truth. You don't have to live in ignorance of the things of God. It's your choice. Ignorant by choice. Ignorant by choice. That's embarrassing. Humiliating. But you can know the truth. And the truth will set you free. I want to pray for you that are here tonight and you that are watching on Facebook. You see, I believe that the Spirit of God is not only here where I stand, but it's in the furthest most corner of the sanctuary. And I believe right now the Holy Ghost is coming into your home to where you're at. God wants to enlighten you 
God wants to take the veil off of your understanding. He wants you to know the truth. And tonight, if you'll open your heart to Him, He'll magnify Himself to you. You'll see that He's an awesome God. He can change and transform your heart in a moment of time. Would you please pray with me tonight? Father, I have spoken those things that you put into my heart. I choose not to be ignorant, God. I want to know. I want to learn. I want to be instructed. And I pray tonight that the hearts of the people who are watching, those who are in this auditorium, will come to the place that they say, God, give me your instructions. Show me your way. Not my will, but thy will be done. Ask him to come into your heart. Forgive you of your sins. And I promise you, that Jesus will forgive you. He'll write your name in the Lamb's book of life tonight. Amen.